My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ our Lord, we hear Jesus crying out in the Scriptures, If anyone comes thirst, let him come to me and drink. And as Scripture says, rivers of living water will flow forth from him. Rivers of living water. Whenever I hear this gospel, I always think of an experience I had as a young man in high school in Moses Lake. And during the high school years, I worked on a farm. And one of the things we did on this farm was move what we called leaf, uh, leaf cutter bee boards. They were boards with these special bees that you'd put out in fields of alfalfa. And these bees would chew through the flowers and the alfalfa would become seed alfalfa. And these bees liked to move when it was hot. Well, in those days, in Moses Lake, and in that Columbia Basin area, there was not as many irrigation circles as there are today. So that meant it was a lot hotter most of the time. And it was not uncommon to wake up at 6 in the morning and have it 80 degrees outside. And that's the way it had been these past few weeks as we were working. But this one day it was particularly hot. And we were moving bee boards and we were under a certain time limit uh, based on what the, the owner wanted. And we were hustling right along and by early afternoon we were out of water, all of us that were working on it. And we were dying of thirst and we had to keep going, keep going. The farmer says, come on, we have to get this done because we need to be at the next field at such and such a time. So we finish up and we're driving, and in eastern Washington, out in the farms, their houses aren't next door. So there's not water anywhere you want to happen to just go over to a faucet. It takes a while to get there. So we're driving along, and then there's a, an irrigation ditch. So we pull over, all excited. Uh, this wasn't a, a ditch that the water went into after the field. It was where the water went into the field from the Columbia River. I hope there was no... Um, pesticides or insecticides in there or herbicides in the water like they do today. So we pulled off. We all go in. The water's there. It's flowing. We go line up in the ditch, dick our heads, stick our heads in the water, take a big drink, and our heads pop up. The water was hot. Probably not the response you were expecting me to say. Well, it wasn't the response I was expecting to get. The water was hot. Not refreshing at all. And the, the foreman says, well, at least, fellas, it's wet. Well, that wasn't much comfort, but we took the water we had and, and drank it and then moved on. What a contrast between what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is saying in the temple, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And as scripture says, waters, living waters will flow forth from your heart. This took place on the last and great day of the Feast of the Pentecost. Of Pentecost. On the eighth day, this new day that they would have. And a tradition had developed early on, according to biblical scholars, that on the last day, besides all the sacrifices they would be making, there would be a procession to the pool of Siloam. They would dip out the lots of water from the pool. They would process back to the temple. They would mix wine in with the water. And they would pour it around the altar as a sign of purification, and as a reminder of Moses in the desert when they were thirsty, 
and God had Moses strike the rock, and this living river of water came flowing out for all of them to drink. So imagine this water pouring out, and everyone knowing what the symbolism behind it is, and Jesus standing up and saying, any of you who are thirst, come to me and drink. As Scripture says, and living water will pour forth from your heart. Paul was saying, or St. John, our gospel writer, would be saying that Jesus was speaking when he said this about the coming of the Holy Spirit, this living water. In Jesus says, Scripture says, where does it say in Scripture about this? Where does it talk about these, this river of water that Jesus is talking about? Well, if you'll go to the 47th chapter of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 47, so all of you are going to read the 47th chapter of Ezekiel today. When you go there, you're going to hear about Ezekiel's experience. He was taken up, and he was shown the temple and how this river of water began to flow from the threshold of the temple. At first, he was told to go measure it, and it was a small stream. Then he was told to go back and measure it again, and the stream got bigger. And every time he measured it, it became a great river of this fresh water, it says, that gave life to everything. To the point that it was lined with green trees, with fruit good to eat, and its leaves were good for medicine. Jesus is trying to let us know that the Holy Spirit is this river of life that's being poured out upon all of us. If we come to Him and drink, He will give us this living water, the Holy Spirit, that brings about new life. And that's why we wear green. The new life is the church. The new life is the body of Christ. Last night in another place in Ezekiel, we hear about God saying He's going to remove the hearts of stone and give us hearts of flesh and pour His Spirit upon us. That prophecy was fulfilled at Pentecost. That prophecy continues to be fulfilled every time we baptize and chrismate somebody. With every chrismation, it's a fulfillment of that prophecy, and that new life flows out from us. It gives us the gifts, as, as Joel would say uh, in, in, the, in the prophecy of Joel, so that sons and daughters will prophesy, young men will see visions, old men will dream dreams. In other words, they will be able to speak with God, speak the words of God to others. This is the gift we've been given of the church. This is the mission of the church, to take this river of flowing water that is in us, to make us fruitful, and then it is to be poured out from the threshold of the door out to the world as medicine for the rest of the world and giving them new life. This is what we celebrate today. The rivers of living water, the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon on the church and each and every one of us, giving us the gifts we need to live this life out in Christ. As the soul is to the body, you know, a body without a soul is just a corpse, but as a soul gives life to the body, 
So does the Holy Spirit give life to your baptism. It makes it alive. It gives it the efficacy and all the tools it needs to live out that Christian life that we're called to live. Jesus is trying to express this in terms that people of those days could understand. Because remember, they don't have the luxury or didn't have the luxury like you and I where we can go to the faucet and get some cool water. If it's not cold enough, we can go to the freezer and grab some ice. Water wasn't such a, it was a luxury back then. You were fortunate if you could get clear water, let alone cool water. Sometimes the well would be full, sometimes it would be empty. Sometimes it would be clear, sometimes it would be muddy. So this image for them of cool, refreshing, life-giving water really strikes home of life, that it gives life. And that is what's being poured upon us today. Rivers of living water. As Jesus is saying, the Holy Spirit is being poured upon you like the living river of living water. Imagine what, for me, I imagine what would my life be like if my thirst for God was as powerful as my thirst was for water that day. What is our thirst for God? Think of the moment in your life that you remember being so thirsty. What you would have given for a glass of water. And apply that to your thirst for Christ. Ask and he, we, she, we, we shall receive it. And rivers of living water shall pour out, pour out upon us. And as it pours out from this church through us, it is to pour it out into the rest of the world so that the rest of the world may be green, filled with fruit, with healing leaves. This is the gift that Christ says, you will be happy that I go because then I will send you a comforter and he will teach you all things. And he will allow us, this comforter, to live the life that Christ has called us to. What a blessed day Pentecost is. We give thanks to Christ for ascending in glory so that the paraclete could come and fill us with his life, fill us with his love, fill us with the gifts of his spirit. This is the great glory of the feast, the beginning of the church, the beginning of our Christian lives as we become the body of Christ, alive through the power of the Holy Spirit.